Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Well, thank you, Farad, and welcome back, my baby boomer buddies. This is the podcast made just for you, the baby boomer, where we talk about all kinds of things that we're interested in. And I do it with my two partners who I'd like to introduce. First, from the mile-high city of Denver, Colorado, please say hi to Carolyn Strauss. Well, hey, everybody. So by the time you're listening to this, the Olympics are over, but I've been watching the Olympics, and I heard a really funny joke. Want to hear it, Dale? Sure, you bet I would. Why can't Cinderella win the Olympics? I don't know. Because her coach is a pumpkin and she runs away from the ball. Wow. (laughs) Sorry, I had to do that. Where did you get that? Was there some posting about dad jokes online or something? (laughs) Wow. I'm not married to a dad, so I wouldn't know if it was a dad joke. I didn't know they still packed those comic strips inside of Bazooka (laughs) Bubblegum. They do. They're the best. <laughs> and, of course, our other partner from the great state of Indiana, the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Hey, speaking of the Olympics, it turns out that Simone Biles uh, just, just offered a new endorsement deal uh, from Nicorette Gum. <laughs> well, Just she did come no. back. You know, it'll be old news by then. But by the time you hear this, she did come back and win the bronze on the balance beam. So you know, good for her. But uh, you know, I, I don't know what to think of the whole thing. I I've been there. I've I've been where I wanted to bail on a show right before I stepped on stage. So I understand exactly what she's talking about. Did you? But. Uh, 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 once I did, yeah. I, oh, well, wow. it wasn't before I stepped on stage. It was like the day before, and I called the head and said, I'm sorry, but I'm terribly ill, or a member of my family, maybe, or my car doesn't <laughs> Soon. start. But I can't, I can't get there, yeah. What was the gig? What was the gig? It, it had to it be was, an awful one. It, no, it wasn't, it wasn't awful. It was, um, it was free. <laughs> so I didn't really feel so guilty about awful. losing okay, anything. One. <laughs> and it was in Canada, so you know that was another reason. But it was, yeah, it was like a kind of a corporate uh, association gig that I just woke up. I said, I can't go. I just yeah. can't go. Huh. So there you have it. Hey, but, Tim, have you ever have you ever bailed on a show, Tim? Uh, yeah, I got uh, 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 I got offered a uh, um, hosting a uh, uh, an emceeing a biker rally. <laughs> and, 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 and when I first when I first agreed to do it, they said, "Yeah, they just need a comic at the motorcycle club." And I said, "Well, okay, it's going to be a little rough, but it's just going to be a bar gig. I go on stage, I do my time, I get out of there." And uh, she gives me the contact information, and I call up Sticks. That was uh, that was the contact was Sticks. And mm-hmm. uh, and Stick said, uh, uh, "Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty big rally. We got we got we got clubs from all over the country coming in for it. And already I'm starting to get a little hesitant. <laughs> and it's uh, he goes now nah, he goes I understand that you need me to put you up. I go well yeah yeah a hotel room is usually included as part of the uh, uh, compensation. And he said I'm uh, uh, pretty much sure I got you a tent. I'm still looking for a sleeping bag." <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I said, uh, I said, well, you know, I don't, uh, 
I don't know if I'm going to stay over here. A lot of times I'll just do the gig and then just uh, just drive home. You go, ah, oh, you're going to want to stick around, man, because <laughs> Sunday morning's the rodeo events. Oh, jeez. And we'll throw a woman in that tent for you, too. How about <laughs> I know, that? Yeah, know? well, that's I don't know a, who, that's but thing. yeah, we'll yeah, get there. It's, it could go one of two ways. Either it's going to be, uh, you sucked and I ain't paying you a dime, or... Uh, oh man, you are so funny! You can have my old lady tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't want her? Either way, it would be muddy. Yeah, I do not care. No. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I backed out. I got sick. Well, speaking of speaking of gigs, I, I think our guest today has probably never backed out of a gig. He never met a gig he didn't like, and uh, he's done them all around the world. I really don't know how to introduce him. He is, uh, he is a renaissance man for sure. Dobie Maxwell is a comedian. He is an author. He is a radio personality. He used to uh, he used to own a string of professional wrestlers. <laughs> and, and he's done a million other things. But he's here to talk with us today. Please welcome. Hello, Dobie Maxwell. Oh. Hello, boomers of babydom. What a great uh, bunch of stories I got here. My, my parents were bikers. I know all, I was breastfed on the back of a Harley going 75 miles down the road. Down the road. And so my mom, you know, whips it out, is flipping all around. By the time I got it, it was butter. Getting smacked in the head at 78 miles an hour. You know, but, and the nipple ring's not real gold, so I, you know, I had a green mustache when I got home. I know all about it. Dennis Sturgis, been all. I have had gigs I haven't liked. I've so many times I walked off stage. I had a, I got a gig one time. It was fifty dollars to open for a hybrid band, half of the Butthole Surfers. That is a real band. I know. And, and I know. they teamed up with half of I think it was the Dead Kennedys. I think that was the other half. And I needed fifty bucks that badly. So I got off. I, the guy's like, "Okay, I need you to do about twenty-five minutes." And they're, they're, everything the Bible says not to do, they were doing in the audience. Every All the commandments <laughs> were, were being broken at once. And I walk to the microphone, and they're throwing pieces of, of body parts and, and beer and crack and everything else. I got to the mic. I said, uh, sorry, uh, the band's in the back reading the New Testament and praying. They'll be out in a few minutes. And so I walked off. I'm not paying you the 50 bucks. And I just got in my rickety car, and I drove home. Oh, that was the start of my career. So you, this is, a, <laughs> and it well, ended Dale, the next night. Dale, you didn't tell me this was a dating show. This is so appealing. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn's actively looking for a man. That, well, that, that's really all of uh, that's all, all her limitations. Just looking for a man. Looking <laughs> for a man. Well, uh, you know the, the uh, possibility. That out of eight billion people, you got a pretty good uh, picking pool. I'm getting here. He's got to have a tool belt. I got a lot of stuff around here that needs fixing. <laughs> I, I thought got you a said tool, a man, but no belt. <laughs> it's not a craftsman. It's not guaranteed for a lifetime. So there'll be a lot of a uh, lot of baby boomers now. We're settling into uh, retirement or close to retirement and trying to figure out what the next uh, step is going to be. And you've had, you know, close to a million jobs, I think. And uh, how do you know when it's time to go from one to another? Well, usually they tell you. They, they give you the... <laughs> <laughs> they give you the three magic words: shut the door. 
nothing good ever happens out. You know, it's just not working out. Here, uh, you know, processing the computer things, and I got some 16-year-old kid as my quote-unquote consultant. And uh, when COVID came, I had to get a job at a, a convenience store. And you talk about uh, it's a it's I can't won't mention the name, but it's got they have 700 stores in three states, and it's a very very busy job. And I'm thinking, boy, if I despised and loathed the American public as a performer, try being off the stage and face to face with these people, these mouth breathing, mongoloid ape, no talent, welfare recipient monkeys. And I mean that in a friendly and a customer service kind of a way, because no other words will work. <laughs> and and I, I'm like Bruce Lee. I can reach into your throat, pull out your heart, and show it to you before you die verbally. I'm not proud of this, but but some halfwit comes in, construction worker at 7:30 in the morning at a convenience store, and complains that his coffee's not warm enough. I'll give him I'll give him the two strikes, sir. How can I help you? Okay, now you're not explaining it. How can I help you? And then I'll just eviscerate him in front of his other people, and and it just see watch his smoking corpse just. You know, and, fire, and the boss is like, you know, you, you got to be a little nicer to the people. I was like, well, you know, monkey see, monkey do. They got <laughs> to deal me some cards to deal with here. <laughs> so it's been, a, it's been a problem. I think I'm on the wrong planet, guys. I'm working hard. To, you know, Carolyn's looking for a man. I'm looking for a planet that will just is normal. This is just out of control. And I think the baby boomers, the more the more I see gray hair on people, say, okay, you've been through the rodeo. I can talk to you because you understand what it's like not to stare cluelessly into a cell phone. You can make change for a $5 bill. You can tell me what time it is with a clock. You know, you can go into <laughs> McDonald's and order without staring at the menu. You My, know what they have six hamburgers. You can pick one. I'm sorry, go ahead, Tim. I, I have a very good friend. She's uh, she she she's getting close to retirement. And, and mm -hmm. she said, you know, all my life I thought that, that retirement is what happens when you got tired of working. And she goes, I realize <laughs> now that retire is you, you, you retire because you get sick of young people. <laughs> that you well, that, just yeah. can't stand their 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 stupid uh, hang-ups, their 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 rules, their 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 manner of dress. You can't, you just can't stand being around young people anymore, and that's why you leave. Well, this I don't know, uh, Carolyn. Have you ever heard of Blue Chew? You know what that is? Nope. It's it's like a, a poor man's uh, Viagra. That's what it is. And they oh. they were they were trying to get business by having a comedy show. So there's a club in Chicago called Zanies, and the Zanies people called me up and said, look, this is going to be really uh, younger guys. We need you to, some st stability to be on the show and to do your do your set. So the Blue Chew, they're making all kinds of, okay, you know, erection jokes, ha, 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 ha. So I went up, you know, and, and at the end of the show, did about 20 minutes that I've done all over the country that has been successful. There was silence. You could hear a mouse pee on cotton for 500 yards. All around. <laughs> And I'm walking out after the show, and I think I got a hundred bucks, whatever it is. I'm walking out, and the, the whole club, there's about a hundred people, seats about a hundred. So all of us are walking out into the street, and they can't see the people behind me that I was on the show too. So these guys behind me, well, did you like the show? Well, I think I did, yeah, but that old guy, God, I can't believe he said what he said. Can you believe? They should have arrested him. Holy <laughs> and it's like the same stuff I've done all over the country. And it's just like it was, I'm, and it, Dale and Tim, you know me. I'm not, you know, yeah. particularly off the rails. It's just nothing that you guys wouldn't say. It's just no big deal. And it is so just unbelievably sensitive now that, oh, my God, I, I, I don't want to be on this planet. Shoot me now. Sell my organs next. <laughs> Let's reboot and go to the next life. <laughs>
He called you the old man, though. Yeah, that's yeah. what really hurt. Oh, that's fine. I don't care. But I knew he obviously knew he was talking about me. And he's like, you know, three people back. So I'm just less, less and laughing about it. But it's just, and he's quoting my, my lines. Just, Can you believe what he said? Blah, blah, blah. blah. It's like, wow, okay. I, I didn't what think was the, I was. What was uh, the line that he? That, I don't. I don't even. I honestly don't huh. remember. You know my act. Is there anything? Yeah, that really I do stands? know your act. I do, I'm trying to think of what. I'm going through my head. I'm trying to think of what. Uh, uh, I think one of them. One of them was. I'm from Wisconsin. They opened a Hooters in Milwaukee. They should have called it Udders. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, ha, ha. body, oh, body shaming, body shaming, body yes. shaming. Oh, oh, you man. believe what he's saying? Oh my gosh. Okay. It's uh, you know, shut up, you guys. You guys are you guys are kids at a at a a ED drug show. So, (laughs) (laughs) when I was your age, (laughs) when I was your age, I could carry a tray full of drinks on the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) Want to do some water over it? Want to do some chin ups? <laughs> I can spin a basketball. <laughs> but it's just—I mean, life's supposed to be fun, and I always thought comedy and laughs. You see somebody in line, and you know, you—you you, you just make a line, you have a little chuckle. My grandpa used to do it all the time. I did it all the time. You either have that ability or you don't. And now I thought I had the ability, but I say something to somebody younger, and they just—they'll stare at me. And it's nothing con- controversial. Just I'm afraid. I'm afraid to say anything because there's going to be some kind of ism, ist, shame, whatever it is. Yeah, there are 32 you know, genders a... now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So no, there's a... two. There's two genders. There's 30 shades of gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. There's 64 crayons. I don't use 58 of them. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not shaming anybody. You know, but, but the whole thing, it, it's like, okay, it comes to, yeah, yeah, but I'm gay. All right, beautiful day. Yeah, but I'm gay. That, that it doesn't have to revolve around anything. You know, I get it. Part of the reason that I'm in this restaurant is because you're a good waiter. I don't want to hear about your sex life. <laughs> Bring me my soup, <laughs> and keep your thumb out of it. You're well. Keep everything out of it. I was I was doing a Not gig. Just your thumb. I was doing a gig with a younger comic, and uh, and we're outside. We're outside after the show selling the merch. It's we both got our CDs up there on the table, and uh, the the crowd comes by. Thank you. Good show. Blah blah blah. Finally, the it's like one of the last tables to leave. This guy walks out. And I, he probably, I don't know if he would have preferred I call him a guy. I don't know what his pronouns were. But he looked like what it reminded me of is like in Mikhail's Navy when they would have to dress one of the guys up like a woman. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a common. Like, they would pick like, the like most Joe Flynn in drag. Yeah, exa- <laughs> well, no, not even <laughs> that. No, Joe Flynn would actually look good in drag. But I mean, you know, but okay. one of the tough guys, one of the, you know, one of the brutes. Oh, uh, that's what he looked like. He lo- he looked like that, and he was dressed like a cheerleader. And he had like okay. like long pigtails, and he had lipstick that was absolutely not his shade, and like a little <laughs> like a little skirt and anklets. And it was like, Did you get a phone I, number? <laughs> <laughs> and as he's leaving, I go, yeah, it's a really nice show, guys. And, and, and I say, well, thank you very much. And then he leaves. And I turned to the younger comic and I said, uh, 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 so what, 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 do you, what, what do you think there? He goes, hmm? I go, well, it's one of two things. Either the guy has absolutely no taste and has no idea how to dress or he lost a football bet. 
And the other comic looks at me, sincere, just looks at me, looks me in the eyes, pauses for a second. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. And I go, that that last person that just left, yeah, what about him? Her. Yeah, I don't know. What what about them? That's what he said. What about them? (laughs) And, 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 And I went, oh, come on. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, oh. you're not. You're not getting away with this. You know, if if you yeah. were with your younger buddies, you guys would be double over laughing, making cracks right now. But right now, because we because I'm the old guy that doesn't understand 2021 from your perspective, you know, you're going to sit there and, and, and shame me. You age shame. That's what I got. I got age shamed. That's what happened. You, you ain't woke. dude. <laughs> I, I do the opposite of age. I, I, I have a, a hat. Well, actually, it's right here. It says, uh, what about my senior discount? And I wear that all over, and I ask for a senior discount no matter where I go, everywhere. You know, it may only be three cents, but damn it, I want it. And uh, and it works. A lot of people will give you a senior discount. Beautiful. One How of those benefits we have. You How know? long have you been wearing the hat? Uh, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> So originally the hat was intended with irony. <laughs> exactly. And occasionally it worked. It's, oh, you look good for your age. But Adobe, <laughs> I'm so I'm so in denial. I'm still waiting to get carded. It is so depressing how deep my <laughs> denial goes. Oh, you will be carded. It'll be your vaccine card. They want Yes, soon. <laughs> oh my gosh, did you hear? In New York, de Blasio decided now that in order to go inside to restaurants and indoor gyms and movie theaters, you're going to have to show your vaccine card. And if you want to to molest a secretary, too. No, no, no. That was Cuomo. That wasn't a lot. That's the different guy, right? There's. I I just wore a a beekeeper suit when I want that. (laughs) Can't see my face. (laughs) Fencing uniform. It's out. It's out of control. It, it's absolutely out of control. Are they going to take, take us out of cars because cars kill more people than COVID has? No more driving. You know. Wow. Car accidents, dude. It's, okay. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hearing it. I want to breathe, sneeze on people, lick a toilet seat, get it, and die. Enough already. <laughs> Putting masks on five-year-old kids. Yeah, let's let's mask our goldfish too. That'll help. That'll keep them alive. Stay safe. Life's not safe. Let's safe in the jungle. Let's go in the jungle. You know that that impala over there with the limp. Let's not. Let's put a little velvet rope around there, and then just don't attack him. Even though we're these hungry predator animals, you know, because uh, because communism with Joe Biden will parachute his food in. I am so freaking sick. How, I don't. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna well, snap. Apparently, yeah. No, apparently, <laughs> this is the show to snap on because uh, you know, just like uh, like the tools, and uh, you know, we uh, we have people who would uh, who would agree with you because there are no young people that listen to this podcast. Beautiful, good. <laughs> you know what, Dale? There's no old people that listen to this podcast either. So. Well, I, I I'm the youngest track. person. I'm the youngest person who listens to this podcast, so you got nothing to worry about. <laughs> Glad to have you, Carolyn. That's a good thing. I, I want it to be on on the beta and VHS and a track. <laughs> now what what do you uh what do you credit your uh, i guess your recall you have an amazing recall where you can you know we'd, we'd start a conversation and all of a sudden you got a pocket full of lines and how did is there a secret to doing that it's just the empty head that i have with nothing useful in it 
So these little jewels are laying at the bottom, and I'll pick one up, surf through it. Like I don't know. It's one of those things I could always do. There's nothing like a reference that is uh, far enough back where it just kind of dusts off in people. I just always have been natural at that. I don't know. It's just, it's just good to bring something out and say, oh, yeah. You know, uh, how many people do a, a Rocky and Bullwinkle? Forever? I don't know. Just something bring out of the, of the book. Well, thank you for that nice compliment, though, because people say, God, you remember a lot of stuff. I, I don't have anything else up there, but, yeah, you can usually remember that. Just file it away. For you... Johnny Carson talked about that. He goes, some of the lines I had lib, I do myself, but a lot of the times I just have a good uh, b- backlog when I can reach in there and pull one out when I need it. Right, 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 right. And cool. younger people are like, who's Johnny Carson? Can you believe he went off the air in 1992? No. Feels like five minutes ago. Wait, was that 30 years ago? Like next yeah. year? Yeah. Yes. I remember oh. talking to, I was talking to a younger comedian, like Tim said, after the show. It's like, you know, Johnny, and this guy said, who? Johnny Carson, who? It's like, mm, okay, pass the oatmeal and a Metamucil, please. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Parr is like then, then the oldest reference available, right? Who? <laughs> I, I used to have on my uh, material a line that a uh, client gave me said that uh, you brought to our convention what Billy Crystal brings to the Academy Awards. That means nothing anymore. He hasn't been there in 20 years. Nobody knows uh, what he brought. Yeah. Unbelievable. And nobody brings anything because you don't have MCs anymore. You know, well, so, what well, can we do to enlighten the kids? What can we do to, you know, slap them? Well, I, I don't think I don't think they care. Did, I mean, did, when you were younger, did you care about the generation before you? I was pretty much force fed it. I didn't have any John Philip Sousa records, but I knew who he was. Yeah, yeah. So they, we just have to uh, force feed them the uh, the old ways. Well, we created them. Our our generation created them. So it's like uh, there's back to the drawing board. You need to destroy them all and start over. <laughs> Get the old Trivial Pursuit game, the one that came out in the 80s, mm-hmm. and bet money on it with them. They'll <laughs> learn the stuff. Oh, that's a great idea. I love that. <laughs> Outstanding. It's uh, Yeah, we have, uh, we, uh, our, our family, we like to play catchphrase. And, uh, and and we've we've come across that that problem a lot that when it's when it when it's like celebrities and that it, w- entirely different set of celebrities and like like names that you should know like Jaja Gabor uh, uh, no no idea Jerry Lewis Sharo uh, uh, <laughs> it's it's names right at the front of our our, our cerebral but then, cortex but then. They'll come out with some some rapper, a little squeezy or something. I don't know who the hell is <laughs> yeah. that. It's always little or big. Lil L I apostrophe L. You know, Lady Gaga. No one's got any names anymore. It's always a lady this, Lil that. Give, give me a name. You know, Bernard Schwartz, Tony Curtis. <laughs> exactly. Who's yeah. the guy that got banned from uh, from the uh, Lollapalooza? Dub Baby, all one word. D A B A B Y. Oh, I didn't know that. Some homophobic slurs, and so they said, "No, you you can't." You can't be here. They, they, they opened the they opened the year before the homophobic slurs. They're very good. <laughs> <laughs> they partnered half of them was with the psychedelic furs, and they did That's a, it. a half and half. <laughs> furs and slurs, furs and slurs for five hundred, Alex. Alex, <laughs> Alex Trebek's been dead for six months. No one knows who he is. Famous, yeah, very yeah, exactly. You're famous for a week at most, and then it's over. Well, thank goodness. Well, see, you've already been famous, though, for, well, a week. I've been infamous for about four days. (laughs) Yeah, I could piss people off with the best of them. 
<laughs> well, you've had some interesting things. Tell me a little bit about about what it was like running a, a stable full of wrestlers. Well, I love professional wrestling as a kid. And when I found out it was, it's called a work. I'll, I'll let you in on something. When it's not real, when it's, you know, staged, it's called a work. When something is real and they're really mad at each other, it's called a shoot. So when I... Uh, uh, got into comedy, a friend of mine was trying to be a wrestler at the same time. We're both in our early 20s. And he came to me and he said, uh, hey, I'm I'm in a local league and we need a ring announcer. The regular guy's got to go on vacation. Can you do a few matches for us? And I knew wrestling very well. and I knew how to make them sound like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do that. So one thing led to another and I hit it on the first time and they ended up firing the other guy. And for probably about 10 years, I would do comedy gigs and then wrestling shows as well to supplement the income. And one thing led to another, and the guy that ran it and owned it, uh, he would go on the on TV and and lose at, to the big people. It's not like that anymore. But you go on, you know, there's a, it's a, you know, the big superstar against mm-hmm. the schlub. Well, we had a league of schlubs, and his wife said, "Look, you're 42. Take the mask off. You're not going to wrestle anymore. Just be a husband." So he said, "I'll sell you the ring, but you have to agree to run shows in the Wisconsin Midwest area for a period of one year." So I was already the ring announcer, and I knew everybody. So I put it together, and I changed their their gimmicks. Okay, for example, we had uh, two guys that were Russians. You know, they had you know a head shave kind of thing. They're Russians. Right, right. Well, well, this is Wisconsin. No, we're not mad at Russia anymore. And in fact, a lot of Russians live in Wisconsin. So I changed their gimmick to Illinois State Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> You fat farmers up here, we're going to put toll roads in Palmyra. Boom. <laughs> and from my show business knowledge, it just it really it just exploded. We went to buildings that were a lot bigger and I put these things. Together. And it was just like dealing with with child children. They come up to me. Can I be the champion? I want to be the champion. They asked me to borrow the, the, the championship belt to take to work at the welding place so they could run around. <laughs> And it was just, it was out of control. And and to set the ring up, you know, to order, to order to wrestle, you have to have a ring. As comedians, we get we get spoiled. You show up, you need a microphone, that's about it. But in wrestling, you have to set a ring up. And, and there's a ring and a truck. I brought a truck and a ring and a trailer. And I had 22 wrestlers that, that I would have to put on all the shows. And it was just so, so difficult to, uh, to get those guys to show up at time and to put the ring up and nobody wanted to take it down. So it was basically a babysitting job. But it was, it was a great experience. I had I did a uh, I was working I think in uh, somewhere down south I can't remember maybe Memphis or something I was on a telethon a charity telethon and answering the phones after you know I did the bit and mm-hmm. with me was a professional wrestler I do not remember his name Jerry so, Lawler Memphis is a big territory I know exactly who it was go ahead okay well we're sitting there answering the phones and there was a lull in it and I turned to him I said I gotta know is it really fixed. And he looked at me without missing a beat. He says, we prefer to call it highly choreographed. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to get hurt. <laughs> That's true. And you really, you're trusting your body to the other person. Now, we, we had, a, I had roommates that were uh, supposed to run. It's called running a program when you're, when you're wrestling together. Say Dale would wrestle Tim. Tim's the bad guy. Dale's the good guy. The guys were really mad at each other. They had a dispute over rent. So I, I, had, I couldn't let them wrestle each other because they would really hurt each other. I had to separate them because they were really angry with each other. That's how it works. But it is it is choreographed and it is a show. And it's it, it might be predetermined, but it's not fake. Those guys take some bumps. Most of them can't walk imagine. in their 50. Yeah. yeah. And are there any midgets wrestling anymore? Yeah, that used to be a big thing. There are little people now. Oh, Dale. I'm sorry. Little people. <laughs> 
gosh. No, that's a big deal. Uh, believe it or not, yeah, they all uh, get they all come in the same car. I know that sounds so stupid. <laughs> no, no, but see, they rent themselves out. They used to, when, when it was a territorial business, they rent themselves out and they go to regions because they might work once a year in a town. So their show was, was tighter, 10 times tighter than the rest of the, the people. And they were notorious for being druggies, drunks, getting arrested, wild partiers. Oh, the, the missions were the worst. <laughs> Yeah, they're, people they're, can rent themselves out and it's legal. And when women try it, we get arrested. How is that fair? Life is not fair, Caroline. I wish it was. <laughs> I'm not dealing the cards here. But uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty, pretty amazing. I never did. I did book the lady wrestlers, though. I did have some of those. Jello? Was there Jello involved? They, they were Jello wrestlers, but Jello had dried up. So they, I, I gave them some work. <laughs> so, had dried up. They were just the powdered wrestlers. Powdered wrestlers. Dobie, <laughs> <laughs> where can people find out more about you and buy your book, Monkey in the Middle? A great book about a guy who really got dinked over. I guess is yeah. What well, my in a nutshell, and I'm the nut. My best buddy since we were little kids robbed the bank that he used to work at, and he robbed it twice. Then run out of gas in the same car wash, ran out of gas, and he uh, tried to blame it on me. I had to wear a wire for the government to get him to confess that he did it. And uh, that's it's it's two bank robberies. It's totally true. Uh, Eckhart's Press, E C K H A R T Z Press dot com, and that's where you can get a copy. You still have it, and everybody that reads it says, you know, yeah, I, I, somebody told me to read your book, and then it's oh, I couldn't put it down. It's totally true. So it's I knew it was a movie when when I was when it was happening. If they ever do make a movie out of it, I know they'll change it. There'll be a couple of Wayans brothers, and Caitlyn Jenner will be in it, and, and a duck. It'll be nothing like the real story, but yes, the true story. Thanks for bringing that up. It's it's totally true. Yeah. And what was that again? Eckhart's E C E C K H A R T Z Eckhart's Press dot com. So I, I have a publisher, but just barely. Yeah, well, we all do. They also have some uh, some. Some gardening uh, manuals and uh, I don't know what else they have. How to make yogurt in your bathtub. <laughs> Intentionally. And, and... Ew. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Don't eat the fruit at the bottom. Ew. <laughs> and believe it or not. That's not a boysenberry. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. You guys well, just don't do that. On that note, we've run out of time. Oh. <laughs> I thought we ran out of time five minutes ago. Darn it. Oh, <laughs> I was no, ending on end a homemade yogurt joke. Toby, <laughs> oh. it's been a pleasure. Let me ask you this. If you had one piece of advice you could pass on to uh to both baby boomers and to the to the millennials who are ruining life, what what piece of advice would you have for each of them? You ain't important as you think you are. Very it's nice good. to be important, but it's important to be nice. Very nice, very nice. I think George Washington said that, and that's very, uh, that's very, very cool. Anyhow, a classmate, Dobie, right? What was, was that, Carol? He was a classmate of Dobie's, George Washington. Yeah. Oh, yes, he was. Uh, I Carol just has wouldn't never really been into comedy. Um, I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> I didn't know if that came across or not. Jackie Mason <laughs> was almost into her once, though. Almost. <laughs> He tried. Boy, he tried. I loved him. He tried. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that last week. Jackie Mason stalked her for a while. And, All right. Uh, 
now he's unfortunately he's passed and all the pictures have been burned. But Doby, thank you very much. If people wanted to find out more about you, where would they go? Uh, website funnieryou.com. I uh, try to teach people how to be funnier in their everyday life so they don't suck a bullet. Funnier you, the letter U is in you. Y O U. Funnier Y O U. Terrific. And we really appreciate you coming on here and thanks and for having making, me. Always fun. Making us all laugh because uh, otherwise, you know, this the program kind of stinks when it's just the three of us. So we really, uh, we really enjoy you being there. Thanks so much, Toby Maxwell, for joining us on another day above ground. And that wraps up our show for this uh, this week. Carolyn, anything final to say to the uh, listener? Clearly, according to you, I need to hire Dobie to make me funnier. So, yes. There you go. Go to Funnier Y-O-U, please. How about you, Tim? Hey, just go to timslegal.com so you get updates on everything that I'm doing right now. And Tim's got a new TV show, which is very good. I watched it last week called Stand Up, Sit Down or Sit Down, Stand Up. Yeah. Stand Up, Sit Down. Stand up, sit down. Okay. I, can, I, I mess it up myself, comics. too, from time to time. <laughs> I, I thought it was, for me, it's like stand up, fall over. And so <laughs> but uh, And please go to DaleIrvin.com where you can uh, sign up to receive the Friday Funnies, a weekly video for uh, of what the most outstanding weird news stories are for the week. You get that for free. Other than that, I want you to go out. I want you to have fun because today is... Another day above ground. Tell your friends, we'll see you next week. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.